1: Welcome to Coffee with Claire. So what's the difference between survival, success, and significance? They kind of go in a pattern of upward mobility, right? When you're surviving, you're just getting the house payment done. But then maybe you feel successful because you're not just paying the house bills, but you've got a little bit of extra money at the end of the day. And then what about significance? How does that play a role in things? Well stay tuned and watch Scott Schilling, the significant expert, show us exactly how to progress from survival to success to significance. As you know, each week on Coffee with Claire, we bring on people who are entrepreneurs, people who give back to the community, and people who like to have fun. Today I'd like to introduce Scott Schilling. Scott is a speaker, trainer, and business coach extraordinaire. He's an author of 10 books covering topics such as sales, marketing, and training. So please help me welcome Scott Schilling.
2: woo Yay! What a great opportunity. Thanks. Oh,
1: we're thrilled that you're here, Scott. This is amazing. So, you know, you have had a really successful, celebrated career, and you have done amazing things all over the world. So when you graduated from college with your BBA in marketing and insurance, would you have ever predicted that you would be where you are and experienced all that you've got to experience?
2: No, not at all. Uh, The fun of it is taking that path. You know, I did what what, uh, many folks do. My dad worked for the same company for 46 years. Wow! So I was conditioned you go to work in corporate America. Mm -hmm. And I know you'll find this hard to believe about 13 years into it corporate america changed oh yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) so it was like wow what do you do now i learned some great things and i was with some great people and things like that but i was a national sales trainer Mm -hmm. uh through that period of time so standing in front of rooms and doing that was a natural thing so it just kind of led me to that next part of the path
1: well you know one of the things you're really well known for is your ability to sell from the stage Can you give our audience an idea of what that means and and the benefit of of a speaker having someone like you helping them on stage?
2: Well, the the reality is everything in life is a sale. You're communicating a message 100% of the time. You're creating a position. I I talked to a group here in Dallas last night, and I said, if you don't believe that, ask me to prove it. Okay, prove it. (laughs) Have you ever been on a date? You made a sale. H- well, okay, yeah. Have okay, you ever good, put a kid to bed? Point. You've made a sale. Are you married? You're better at this than you think. <laughs> See, the, <laughs> the whole point think so, of the product. So, what I mean, about if goodness. you don't
1: stay married? What happens with this? Well, that's it's, a, different... it's
2: another sale. Oh, okay. It's a different <laughs> kind of sale. But the, but the fact of the matter is, so what you have to do in a, in a defined amount of time when you're on stage is ultimately people do business with those they know, like, and trust. So, True. you have to have a skill set that develops them getting to know you, getting to like you, and ultimately getting you to, getting to trust you in a very short period of time and that they truly understand the benefits that they're going to derive from whatever product that you're presenting. So uh, it's not really dissimilar from a TV show where you're disseminating information. See, because you've got consistent viewers, you've got the trust built. Right. But for me to be effective here today, people have to get to know me, to like me, and trust me so that we can deliver a message that's good for them.
1: Right. Well, you know, you are a business coach, and you've worked with a lot of people. Um, you were mentioning to me about a client that you had that grew from $8 million to $80 million in just under six years. That is amazing. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about that i mean i know you can't tell the you know the intricate details or anything but
2: well well actually a big part of it yeah it is it was phenomenal and it was a wonderful thing to be be a part of but what we did believe it or not the foundation of all that is teaching everybody within the company within the system to treat others with dignity respect and honor
1: really and
2: that's foundational. Wow, I when, love that. When we first set that in place, when we respect our customer and the customer's needs, wants, and desires, and we put systems in place to make sure that we accomplish that, mm-hmm. it, it actually takes a while. You, you kind of do this hockey stick because you're setting that foundation of no like, and trust again. Okay. It's amazing how that keeps on coming up. <laughs> but it does this, but then all of a sudden the business goes like that, and that's what we were able to do. We served so many people so well. It was just a fabulous ride.
1: So did you find that once you served those people with those foundational um, really basics well, that they were telling other people, and so were you getting a lot of referrals? That's
2: or? exactly what you count on. The fact is today's Uh, today's volume is not determined by today's activity. Today's volume was determined by what you did 30, 60, 90 days ago. Today's activity creates volume 30, 60, 90 days from now. So that's why you have to treat people with dignity, respect, and honor. There used to be a study that said a happy customer tells three, a dissatisfied tells 11. Well, in this day and age, a happy customer still tells three, but a dissatisfied tells 11 million. <laughs> because really, of social media. <laughs> because of social media and everything like that, that right? That makes sense, yeah. And so the fact of the matter is it's even more important today to set that foundational dignity, respect, and honor in place.
1: I, I love that. And, you know, there's there's people that, that you get to work with that mm-hmm. are very responsive to what you have to offer, and then there's other people that maybe are... Not as coachable. Have you ever found that to be true?
2: No, not, not as <laughs> Yeah. Of course. I mean, you, the, well, the, no. But <laughs> the, the fact of the matter is, if you handle people, here's the here's the other point. If if you're you don't like where your business is today, it's not about today. It's about what you set in place today for tomorrow. So again, you should be constantly. If would I like everybody to do business with me the minute they meet me? Of course I would. But if not today, tomorrow. If not tomorrow, next week. If not next week, next month. If not next month, next year. The point is, if there's not enough business coming in, it's because what hasn't been done to nurture that business along. Everybody's time frame is their time frame. That's fine. Yeah. But let's be good to people consistently, and the more people you're good to more consistently, the more business you'll have.
1: And do you do you find that there are some people that have a really hard time grasping those basic concepts?
2: Oh heck yeah! We yeah. live in an an immediate gratification, me me me, now 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 society, and and most of it's caused by what we used to call a phone, but now it's a texting device, <laughs> right? You know, oh, we and, can make phone calls
1: the, on this thing too. The, the, yeah, <laughs> really. I saw, I
2: hold it up in meetings and go, this is a phone, <laughs> right? right? And so. And I said this to this audience last night. Just because somebody sends you a text, it is not your obligation to either read or respond to it at the same time frame they sent it. And if you allow everybody to treat you like that, they will continue to. Mm -hmm. I answer texts and calls as immediately as I can based upon everything else going on in my world. Either it's going to run me or I'm going to run it. Right. So I tell friends. I had a friend. uh, I've got a rule. I shut off my phone at 630 at night. I had a friend who said, I text you last night. And I said, I know you did. That's why you were the first return text Mm. this morning. And he said, but I text you last night. I said, I understand. You text me after my phone shut off, and that's my family time.
1: Absolutely. Right? Well, and, and, you know, it is important for us to set boundaries with people, you know, mm-hmm. so we can, we can have a life. And, um, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with shutting a, a device off like that. I, th- I think it's brilliant, actually.
2: Well, thank you. Uh, You're welcome. Uh, I'd like to say that uh, <laughs> uh, it was, took me a long time to figure it out, but it really didn't. What it, what it really was is we tend to make things important to us um, we tend to make the wrong things important to us. And that's why I'm such a, a fan of significance mm-hmm. and what's really important to us, what's what's really the meaning behind it all. Yeah. And And so that's where the whole significance movement is coming from. Absolutely.
1: And so, you know, you call yourself the significant expert. So tell our audience a little bit about what that really means.
2: Well, what happens is, I think we all strive for success throughout our lives and throughout our careers, and um, that's awesome. By definition, success is achieving a goal. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm here today. I'm a success. Yes. I found the building, right? (laughs) I mean, that's a success. Yay. thank you. (laughs) I appreciate that. But really, finding the building, eh, it's – the significance the meaning behind finding the building that we can share this message together in that we can get more people to see you and your messages and, and all the greatness that you're having on your show that's significance is how do we take simple success and really turn it into a significant event meaning the meaning behind the event
1: so it's it's survival it's success and then its significance.
2: Right. I mean, how many people, uh, and again, even if we're talking about survival, wouldn't we rather thrive than survive? Absolutely. Right? Well, I think the way you get from simply surviving to thriving is to gain that significance piece, that real mm-hmm. meaning piece. When you, it's really yeah. funny. One of the quotes that I have in the new book coming out is when you're there, be there. <laughs> I know it sounds simple. It's a novel, a novel concept, right? But when you're there, actually be there. Like we're doing this show right now. We wouldn't think about having our, our phones sitting here waiting for a text, interrupting what's going on, doing all those. We're here right. in this conversation. This is what's important with Absolutely. the people out there right now. Mm-hmm. It's not about all the other things that could distract us. We live in a distracted world right now. We, do. we have the ability to take back control and some of us more mature that's code word for old. <laughs> some of us more mature <laughs> folks understand that it's really about the meaning of it all.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, there were, there's some people in our audience that grew up where there weren't cell phones.
2: Exactly. what's this thing with a cord on it? Yeah, oh my gosh. Right? Right? <laughs> I mean I had one of the it's first got a tail. I had one of the first bricks.
1: Oh did you oh, really? Oh yeah. I mean that
2: oh, wow. Motorola was awesome. It was a thousand like dollar brick.
1: <laughs> but you can make a phone call from your car. That's right. That I
2: never forget my greatest hot. First victory with that phone as I was on the second tee box at Chase Oaks here in Dallas. Yeah. And I actually was on a call, and I put it down next to the tee box so that my friend could hear me hitting a golf ball.
1: Oh, wow. And I
2: said, that's because I have a cell phone.
1: <laughs> well, you know, you were definitely demonstrating significance of oh, no, having a cell phone no, that right was, here.
0: That was a little, I Success probably shouldn't have done didn't? that. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, um, one of the things that strikes me is that you've got all of this business experience and acumen, but you also have a real spiritual side. And so would you mind sharing a little bit, uh, the audience, about where that came from?
2: Well, it came from a realization that you have to have belief in a higher source. Whatever that is for everybody, is that's fine. When my God says, be a living example. I'll do the heavy lifting and, and conversion. So w- what I realized through a lot of events. I, I, I don't think I'm the only one who's had a lot of great ups and equally as great downs. I'm not the only one in this group that's that experienced that. And it's some of the downs and being able to to hit some of those valleys. Mm-hmm. And, and all of a sudden there was a pretty good manual that said, though you walk through the valley, doesn't say you sleep there, doesn't say you stay there,
0: mm-hmm.
2: it says you walk through the valley. And so my spiritual foundation really came to me in a very unique way. Well, it was there, it has been there for a long time, but it keeps on building and building and building. But one of the ways that it came was I was in Singapore, and uh, I was about to speak to, at the time, the largest audience I had spoken to, 5,000 people. Wow. And I said, God, I need a prayer. And all of a sudden he said, here it is. And it was, Lord, allow the words that I share here to positively impact 100% of the lives in this audience positively in one way, shape, or form. Only you know who you send here to hear this message. Allow me to do the best I can to deliver that message, be a vehicle, and of service to you. It was like, wow, where'd that That's come from? Fun. Well, thank you. I went. I, I haven't used it since last night when I went on stage. <laughs> I, use it, I use it every time I go on stage or even prepare for the day. And all of a sudden... I go on stage in a 10% Christian country, and at the end, I had four Muslim women waiting for me at the bottom of the stairs, and they said, Mr. Scott, can we get our picture made with you? And I said, I'd be honored, but please hear my heart. I don't pretend to understand your culture. I didn't think you did a lot of that. Mm -hmm. And they said, we don't. We simply take uh, pictures of people and things we want to honor. And I said, wow, that's really nice. Why would you want to honor me? And they said, because you made us cry. And I said, well, why would you want to honor me because I made you cry? And they said, because for the first time in our life you encouraged us to have faith. You didn't try to convert us. Mm -hmm. For that we honor you. So I've used this in many different situations to this point. What if those four women were married to the worst Terrorist in Southeast Asia. No way to prove this, no way to disprove this. What if they said, I met one Westerner, one Christian. It wasn't so bad. What if, because of that, some heinous act was either lessened or wasn't done at all? Again, no way to prove it, no way to disprove it. What if we were just all the living example Jesus has asked us to be? What could we do in this world? And it, it set such an impression from that time in Singapore that I've just carried it through and intensified it ever since.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you've got a life purpose that states to inspire and empower others to serve humanity through living their life's purpose in spirit, love, and joy. So what brought you to the point of having that bold life purpose statement?
2: Well, again, we've all been put on this earth for a lot of really good reasons and when you start to I, i've been very fortunate i've had 19 different mentors that i've invested in wow. who have then invested in me and one of the things i said to them was don't hold back give me everything you got and i won't keep it i'll teach it to the folks that are my students and so to to inspire and empower only makes sense because it's about inspiration and theos and enthusiasm of God's spirit to to be able to empower others to live their life's purpose uh, so that I can live my. see when I'm helping you with your purpose I'm on purpose so it makes it really easy when you say Scott would you join me on my show well let me run it through my life purpose statement to inspire and empower others to serve humanity through living their life's purpose in spirit love and joy it's absolutely congruent it becomes the filter spirit closer to God than I've ever been love love my wife my family my friends more than i ever have joy this is joy, (laughs) right so again you've got to have those you've got to have that defining path to filter out the things that aren't congruent with who you are or what you should do
1: yeah so um you've coached a lot of of business people through your um very very uh, amazing career thank you if Yes, and, and I'm sure that they're all very excited <laughs> that you helped them because, you know, you made a big impact. Um, if you were going to give our viewers some business advice, what, what's something that, that you would give maybe a, an entrepreneur, somebody that might be just starting out?
2: Well, one of the things, if you're an entrepreneur, first of all, I congratulate you because 70% of all new business, uh, all new revenue is or all new jobs are entrepreneurial and 50% of all new revenue in this country. We need you. So I'm a fan of yours right out of the blocks. But what you really need to do is find your why. You know, why are you doing what you're doing? Because there's going to be people that might not believe in you as much as you do, And you have to have that belief. That's the other reason for spirit, quite frankly. You have to have somebody to defer to that can help you. But the other side of that is really getting in there in such a way that you just know, you, you flat-ass know why you're doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And it'll keep you driving through the tough times. And so that's the greatest thing is understand why you're doing what you're doing. I, I say a lot in my talks, when you've got a big enough what and a strong enough why, the how shows up. Most people look for the how. They, how yes. am I going to yeah. do this? Yeah. How is this going to happen? Right. It's the wrong question. What do you want to do? Why do you want to do it? If those are strong enough, the how shows up. Oh. It's it. Exactly.
1: <laughs> well, Scott, um, thank you so much for being here today. We my really pleasure. appreciate it. How can our audience members find out more about you?
2: Well, uh, I'm, I try to complicate that as much as I possibly oh, <laughs> can. Uh, my website is scottshilling.com. <laughs> it's my name, and one of the things that I always offer is my personal email address. Scott at Schilling.com Again, I try to make it really hard to get in touch. And, and I welcome people to reach out because, again, my email signature itself says, please let me know how I can be of service to you.
1: Yes, it does. And I
2: mean that. How can I be of service? So hopefully this was of service to you.
0: Absolutely.
1: Well, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it.
0: How do you balance fun with responsibility at work? Um, Well, I have friends that I go out with uh, after work. Happy hours. I do fun stuff with my daughter. Um, Hiking, working out, reading, listening to music. That's fun. So what are
1: some of the fun things or aspects about growing a business? One of the fun things about growing
0: a business? Um, Getting more sales, meeting new people, meeting connections. Uh, networking, and uh, showing our product, and having fun doing so. So when
1: you answer this next question, if you'll bring your microphone up a little bit, how do you encourage others in their life to have fun?
0: How do you encourage other people to have fun? Um, well, I tell them to go out and meet some new people, go hiking, work out, uh, make take some trips uh, around the world and the U.S., and also just take life easily, don't sweat the small stuff. What advice I would give somebody that's struggling to have fun? Um, You've got to think outside of the box. You've got to understand that life is changing all the time and only you can make it fun and happy for yourself.
1: So tell us a little bit about your business or your passion.
0: So my business is water treatment. I know everything about water, everything I didn't want to know, I know and I have fun explaining to customers and vendors what we do, how we treat water, how we resolve issues in the water. So I really enjoy doing the technical side of it.
1: So if you had a happy dance or a happy stance, what would that look
0: like? If I had a happy dance or stance? (laughs) I think that's what it would look like. Not sure though. (laughs)
1: So in the flurry of our very busy lives, I encourage you to step back and take a look at success and significance. If we can make that subtle shift in our minds, we can open up a world of possibilities. So if you want to watch archived shows of Coffee with Claire, join us on WBTVN slash channel slash Coffee with Claire. We're also on Roku and Apple and Google Play. And always remember to follow the fun. I'll see you next time.